Welcome to a brand new season of the podcast. With a new season comes a new name in the Oscars Central podcast moving forward. There's so much to talk to you guys about, but I want to give the floor to my co-host Kenzie here to kind of break down what to expect from the Oscar Central moving forward. Yeah, we're so excited. We are changing the name, changing the look. We're going to focus on just the Oscar season itself. Um, obviously, that is very far away as the Oscars were a week ago. But we're going to build you guys a calendar of what to expect with festivals, movie releases, voting windows, the show dates. We're going to bring you all the news, whether it's wins, nominations, eligibility announcements, acquisitions. We're going to try to bring you as many interviews as possible. And the big Oscar board is going to be even better this time. And we're going to bring you just some other surprises. So stay tuned and check it out. Yeah, I'm excited about the transition. It's going to be a lot of fun. We've already got some things in the works. By the time you're listening to this, um, there'll be a couple articles up and stuff like that. But, of course, we're also joined by Jacob. How are you today, bud? I'm good. I'm excited for this change. Um, I know I've talked to Ricky about it for a while now, and I'm glad we got Kinsey involved. Um, but I think having a you know year-long Oscars, awards, chatter, talk, type of thing would be exciting. I know it's something that I've always been interested in, you know, the day after, sometimes the day before the Oscars, I'm already trying to look at next year's, um, who could be next year's nominees, stuff like that. And so hopefully there's people out there like me who, you know, love this stuff year round and always want to be taking in more Oscars talk and more awards chatter and all that kind of stuff. So I'm really excited for this. I'm really excited for uh, the site. I'm excited for, you know, everything that could and will come from this. If we haven't plugged it, I don't even know if we did. OscarCentral.com is where you can check out the website. I don't know if anybody, any one of us said it, but there we go. There it is, if you're wondering at home. But what can you expect from the show today? So obviously, as Jacob and all of us have, a, you know, we've had an interesting last seven days um, since the last Oscars. Um, and what we're going to break down today is there's so much chatter about what worked, what didn't work, what we can change. There's so many different things that the Oscars get wrong yearly, and sometimes they do get right. So today's episode is going to be highlighting how to fix the Oscars. But first, Kenzie, I'll let you have the floor first. I want you to tell me what worked about this year's Oscars for you. I was thinking about this because, you know, the order, I guess, the, the, the order of the awards, that was like something. They did the best picture last. Um, uh, you know, that's, I when we said we were going to talk about like how they can fix the telecast itself, I was like, we're being kind of negative. Like, what is positive? And I was like, this year, nothing. Like, literally, it's been a week, and I can't tell you one thing. Um, you know who did work? You know who did work? Vanessa Hudgens as a red carpet? Yeah, you know? she was great. She was great. Yeah, she, 
She yeah. was really enthusiastic. She seemed to have watched most of the movies. Yeah. And I think that was part of ABC. So I guess that's kind of part of it. Um, I think just like f that helped me because I typically watch E, not ABC for the red carpet, but we were all watching ABC together. And I like listening to people before they go in, talk about two other people about the movies that are not just saying like, you were great in that movie. And this wasn't part of the telecast. This is bad. But like that, that really worked. It made a difference to me seeing someone talk to the nominees on the red carpet about the movies, having seen the movies, as well as she kind of had an understanding of how to talk to all the nominees, not just like celebrity nominees. Like she was talking to editors and it seemed like she knew what she was kind of, she got, she got a sheet of like what to say, but like, she seemed like she studied it. Like mm -hmm. she did a good job. She treated them all as equal nominees, not like this celebrity that I know is more important than this nominee who's a below the line nominee, which really works for me in a sense. I don't, but otherwise nothing, nothing worked for me. I'm sorry. Yeah. I think, I think the biggest thing with Vanessa was just the enthusiasm. And that's like one thing that I always want from presenters, from hosts, from you know even before on the red carpet just be enthusiastic about the movie and like celebrate the movie which we'll talk later about the whole celebration thing um for me i am with kinsey a little bit where it's really is like like even with the whole debacle of what happened in 2021 and everything there were at least like stuff leading up to it that i remember that was like oh like i did enjoy this um Regina you know, came year, walking in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the presenters love the presenters in 2021 way more. <laughs> um, but yeah, I like the order. I did like that they were trying to, um, that they were trying to like do remembrance or like pay respects to past films and stuff like that. And I, since this isn't like the negative part, I won't talk too much about it, but I just think the flow of it didn't work. And I thought it was very out of place, but I did like that they seemed that they were trying to like, be like, oh, let's remember, you know, this anniversary, this whatever. Um, but other than that, I agree. There's, there just wasn't much this year that I can like latch onto and be like, oh yes, like I love this part. Yeah, so for me, like I, the telecast was was what it was. I only really like for me. I did the same thing, Kenzie and, and Jacob. I did the same thing you guys did. I sat down and I was like, all right, what do I remember about the telecast that I liked? And I just remember liking the fact that we all watched it together because that's what made it more fun. And then I was like, man. So I try to remember the things that I did like. I didn't hate some of the different things that they incorporated, like you said. And I do think they could have done a lot better. Um, job of trying to introduce some of these things to these people. And I'll talk about it a little bit more later. I didn't hate the way they incorporated the Oscars fan favorite thing. Like, I don't, do I need to see it again? Probably not. Would I care? No. Cause I thought it was going to be like a 10 minute segment about it. And then it ends up being a commercial for it. And it, like what felt like a commercial. Um, it, it was just a very forgettable broadcast completely. 
And um, yeah, I, the I fan really favorite just... thing needs to be voted on during the show. I think you can need it, so she's trying to talk. <laughs> I've always kind of thought about this. Like, they are like there are other award shows that incorporate like Twitter response mm-hmm. in like into their telecast. And I thought like that's what they were gonna kind of do when they first announced there was gonna be like a Twitter aspect to the broadcast. But then it was like vote now. And I was like, this kind of makes absolutely no sense. Like it's not encouraging people to watch the show. Because, like, I don't really think they cared what the results were, one. And, two, they were going to find out on Twitter the way we found out winners of actual Oscars. So, like... If they they cared about what the uh, fan favorite results were, they would have definitely made different fan favorites. Yeah, it's just, like... It just... And I I searched immediately when they announced that one of the options was... um, from dream girls not one person sent a tweet like you can search by date of anyone on twitter with the hashtag and not one person tweeted dream girls so i do not know that was cheer moment not a fan favorite but i don't know where that came from like not one yeah. person sent a tweet like, like I, to- I think that was an academy plant and it's very random plant like you're trying to what? tell me that the flash in a four hour long like streaming movie is the number one cheer moment in the history of movies that was the thing at first i thought they meant from the past year and i was like Mm -hmm. oh it's just gonna be justice league whatever like that's fine like whatever but then i was like of all time like of all time this is the moment like no also when, the, when they showed that the last place last place was the matrix thing i was like no at no this is bad well, first off who went into the matrix knowing oh he's gonna like do like a back bend and dodge bullets I've, no one was watching that and they were like oh wow let's yeah let's go he did that like it's that just... was like maybe unexpected but that's not like a I don't know if anyone like started cheering because of it. It's not in that uh, in the first Matrix. It's just very unsettling. It's just not the way to get like participation from the mm-hmm. internet to do it like ahead of time. Not at all. Yeah, no. It's it, even if you do it in the mid telecast and, and Zack Snyder's movie does win, it at least draws the people to force them to watch it to vote and and. You know, the ratings were up, but that's was 1000% expected from across the board. You know what I'm saying? Like it was expected that the ratings were going to be up and yeah. All right. So I asked both of you guys to join me in trying to figure out how we could fix the Oscars. It was crazy because it was supposed to be like what worked, what didn't work about the Oscars. Really nothing really worked and then everything else didn't work. So that's what we'll just transition to. What changes to the Oscars would you make? And we have several ideas Kenzie, if you kick us off with your first idea that you have to kind of reshape and we're going to fix the Oscars telecast. Okay. I'm just going to go big. My first idea has to do with the Academy itself and the telecast. I think they need to add stunts and casting. I think these are two awards that are not only necessary for the state of what movies are now, but like 
they're also just very necessary to recognize these crafts, but they're a great way to get viewers. Like you're telling me you don't want to add stunts, which like is recognized elsewhere. Like SAG even recognizes it. Like recognize it here. Imagine the presenters you could get for stunts. Tom Cruise would come out of that Scientology cave and present this award with so like he would really care. Like he would care so much. It would mean so much to him, not only because he himself does stunts, but like he works with stunt teams to develop like new types of stunts and like really base what kind of stunts they're doing based on like the work that is like works. So that would just be incredible. You could recognize all of these big budget action films with The Rock or like comic book films, like all the films that they're wanting and complaining are not in Best Picture. Like this would be a great place to not only recognize them, but it's like deserved. Like they're doing incredible work that's really unique to their films. This is a great place to recognize them. And casting, what they tried to do with some of these tributes, which whatever, like imagine the reunions you could get to present this award and like do like that's something that people that are outside of the oscar film twitter like bubble understand like they understand like oh this person selected these people who got them in the movie like i just they it just seems like one things everybody wants like everybody who watches the oscars and is aware of oscars and what goes into it once these categories added, but I also just think like the average Joe that they are so focused on getting to watch this show would watch it if like they thought they were gonna see Dwayne the Rock. I don't does he go by the Rock? I don't know. Remember when he's like Dwayne the Rock Johnson? But like th they would tune in if they were like, oh, he's gonna be there and Chris Evans. Like I don't know. Like that could help. And not only would they be there, but they're their films would be recognized. And I don't understand why it's so difficult to acknowledge these crafts. Like, I think it would just really be great for us as Oscar enthusiasts, but also average Joe, Jane. How cool would it be for like the Oscar clip to be the stunt itself showing it versus like the actual, you know, I think that would be so cool. Yeah, so I, I was gonna talk about this later, but so like, there was a year, I think it was 2017, they showed, like, the clips first. It was when with sound editing and mixing were still split. Mm -hmm. They showed clips, like, showing what sound editing was. And I think Chris Evans introduced it, actually. I think it was him and um, uh, this girl, I, I can't remember her name. But I think it was Chris Evans. But they showed, like, this is specifically what sound editing is. This is specifically what sound mixing is. And if they did that with stunts, like just spend five solid minutes, like showing these, I just think it would be so cool one. Awesome. And I think people would really want to see it. Like what you see is a finished result on like with edit, like editing and green screen and whatever. But like, this would be, I think it would be so cool. Yeah. Cause they recently released the no way home video of and it's Tom viral. I don't even yeah. like that movie and I've seen it a million times. Like, yeah. And it's really cool. Like it's cool to, I always enjoy watching those type of things just because, but eating, adding that to the Oscars would just add an extra, extra element that it would be really cool. Yeah, um, I've thought, I've always thought that and I've always thought choreography as well. Um, I mean, you and, just take okay, like, next the year, big scene of side story. Next year, how many musicals are there? There's like uh, a bunch. I'm not sure. I'm not sure but who's like, yet, but yeah, there's going to be a bunch again. 
just the easy category to add, like mm -hmm. easy. And you I could do like, like not only clips, but you could do, remember when they did the score, like the orchestra played it, they could nah. have dancers like dance what, you know, instead yeah, of yeah. during, instead of during in the memorial. <laughs> Yeah. See, and I think it's a perfect segue for me because what I would love, I want them to make it a two night telecast. Like that's my biggest thing that I think would work very strongly. The Emmys do it because obviously there's like a obviously there's a hundred and some Emmy categories. So obviously there's a big difference there. But I think for me, like the two night thing would really highlight some of the, um, just not just the not just of course the above the line, but the below the line creators. I, I you hit it spot on. Like Tom Cruise would show up with bells and whistles on. People are going to show up to watch Tom Cruise uh, present this award. But I really feel like this could be uh, really beneficial. You make it a two night event. You give everybody an opportunity to give the speeches that they're supposed to give. Like that's the big thing that everybody took away from this. Not only did they not show the eight categories. Um, on the air, but when they did show them on the air, the speeches were edited down. It was weird. It was wild. It was wonky, et cetera, et cetera. So that to me is another thing that I wasn't like, you know, super fond of, but there's so many different things that you can do here. You can get more advertising. I think you get unique audiences to watch the shows. It's just something that would make it make so much sense that, it, you know, you had a three hour broadcast you were worried about cutting down time, and then you ended up having a three-hour and 40-minute broadcast, and you cut eight categories regardless. So it never worked. So a two-night event, I think it would be really cool. It'd be different, and I think that you could really just bring so many different layers to each of these members of, of the Academy. And then, of course, we would get the speeches that each one of these people do deserve. Like, it's just they deserve that type of thing when you're winning an Oscar, like this is a big deal for these people. Like look at watch some of them win the Oscar and how they react. And you know what I mean? If we get that moment for each of these people, it would be really cool. So I think we should make it a two night event. Um, going off what you just said, my biggest thing, um, and it's been my biggest thing for a while is what, what is one of the things that gets so many people to watch the Super Bowl? that don't get that don't care about sports it's oh we've got a brand new note trailer coming out in the super bowl like stay till halftime and you'll watch the brand new trailer for note the only trailer we saw during the oscars this year was a trailer for buzz Lightyear that we have already seen once before um you know how how many people would have tuned in for you know five minute clip of Dr. Strange. How many people would have tuned in for the first Avatar two clip, the first Thor clip, the first, you know, Black Panther. I really, clip. I really thought they were gonna do the Little Mermaid. Like I literally yeah. Eric Eric Anderson and I were like, they're gonna do it. It makes so much sense. And then they just yeah. didn't do it. Like they only show it's like I'll get into the Disney aspect of all this later, but like to only show us something we already saw when they have so, so many things coming out this year was very, no offense, strange. Like, sorry for the pun, but like, um, it was very strange. Like I, yeah. I was like waiting and waiting for the Little Mermaid trailer or like Avatar 2 or like anything. And they just didn't, they just gave us Lightyear. 
with the pre-recorded message especially when like like would people just watch it on their phones after the fact yes but there's also so many people that are like oh i want to see this before everyone else i want to tune in before everyone else i'm going to turn the oscars on for five to ten minutes and watch this you know whatever even have it on in the background and wait for it to go that's what a lot of people do with the super bowl honestly that's what i did for most of the super bowl this year was i just I, had the super bowl so on. i saw um zoe say this and i like completely echo it like i only watched the super bowl because of that like yeah one i didn't want the like i had fomo like i didn't want to miss out on people being like i, I saw this trailer first but like also like I would like some of those trailers like wait till the next day to drop. And I was like, I want to be part of the conversation. Like they're mm-hmm. not movies I want to see. Like, I don't care about Dr. Strange. I'm sorry, Sam Raimi. I love him so much, but like, I don't care about that, but everyone was talking about it. Like, so I was like, I'm not going to miss that. And it's exactly what you're saying. Like people will watch it to be first. Like that's all mm-hmm. that matters sometimes. And it's like, what there's, is it true that they don't let Netflix advertise after the Irishman thing? Is that like a rumor or is that true? I don't know. Um, during the Super Bowl? No, during the Oscars. Oh, I don't know. That would be interesting. Because they did that Irishman thing, which had no footage. It just straight up set the Irishman Netflix. Mm, I remember that. And we all freaked out. We were like, holy shit, this is so cool. Like, I was waiting on Apple to do that with um, the new Martin Scorsese, and they didn't do it. Like, mm-hmm. we've gotten an image. Just put the image on the screen with the title card, like, this winter. Like, boom. Like, mm-hmm. actually, I'm pretty sure. I mean, yeah, like, they could have done that. Like, I Especially when I Apple last year, like, got ahead of the curb and put Marley Matlin in the Oscars. Like. It's just really weird. Like, I, I've never understood why the Super Bowl is the movie thing, especially since normally the Oscars are, like, a few weeks after. They're never this delayed. Well, it's just because you're having 100 million people watch your, you know, that's the big thing is, is, like, you have 100 million people getting ready to watch your trailer. That's the big but, thing. But like, the thing about it is, like, that's still 20, like, 15, hypothetically, you have 15 million people watching your trailers and and it makes no sense to me why you don't try to put something into the universe especially like there were like all those reports way before it came out they sold every commercial spot that they weren't going to be able to sell every commercial spot i'm like why didn't you just fill it with your own commercials like Mm -hmm. yeah it would have been like we would have all complained but like if it was trailers we would have complained way less exactly like i i guarantee you and this might be highballing it, I don't know, but I guarantee you if they would have had, oh, let's watch the first trailer for Thor 4, because the movie's only three months out and we haven't gotten a clip, at least five million more people would have watched. Because, like, so my my sister is a huge Marvel person, and she asked me if they were going to show a trailer, and I was like, I don't think so. And she's like, I would have watched it if they were going yeah. to. And I'm like... She was like, yeah, I would because you can even build background. it up in the telecast. Like you can even yeah. play it up in the telecast. Hey, that's what they do this commercial they, break. They do that at the bottom. They're like next yeah. up presenters. You could easily do it with a trailer, yeah. especially if it's their own property. Like mm-hmm. it makes coming no up in sense. five minutes. Check out the Thor trailer. Everybody's on Twitter saying, "Hey, they're because about to show the Thor trailer." In. And, and you know what they should honestly do? They could have done, like, how because we already had a Doctor Strange trailer. We already had a Lightyear trailer. So they could have done new trailers for all the ones we already had, like, 
earlier in the broadcast and then done the new ones at the end and like hyped them up like you're saying throughout the telecast because they're always so worried people won't watch the end which is such a lie by the way no one is sitting there for two hours being like you know what i'm gonna turn it off i don't care about that <laughs> anymore like no one is doing that like it's not like the last two were like animated short and live action short and the general audience doesn't care about those. Like they're literally the the lead acting categories and best picture and director. Like maybe the general audience doesn't care about best director, but like they definitely care about the other ones. But right before you show director and picture, drop the Thor trailer, drop the Avatar 2 trailer. It doesn't even have to be a trailer, honestly. They no. could have dropped like the Irishman kind of style thing and people would have lost their minds. Like, you know what? Netflix, shame on them for not being like, here is every movie we have coming out that you actually care about, a.k.a. Knives Out, too. Like, what? You could have done, like, a 60-second clip of, like, yeah, because Netflix does that at the beginning of the year. Like, they show, like, a 60, like, I don't know if it's probably longer than 60 seconds. But it was, like, like, literally a five-second clip of Knives Out, too, and that's all anybody really cares about, like, general audience and awards audience. They could have easily been, like, they could have given us the title. They could have given mm. us the title. Yeah. With the same clip. Like none of us care. Like Or him sitting like, down talking and saying something. Just Yeah, he could have a recorded third... a bit. Like yeah. I don't, he could have honestly just yeah. said donut and everyone would have lost their mind. <laughs> I would have lost my mind. You know what surreal. though? You know, speaking of that, another thing. Uh, what is another thing that uh, maybe not now so much because everything's on streaming? But another thing that used to get so many people to watch the Super Bowl and you watch at least the last like 20, 30 minutes and it goes right into the newest Grey's Anatomy episode, the newest Glee episode, the newest Blacklist episode. Okay, I remember watching the Super Bowl so I could watch the Glee episode. Yeah. I'm a former Gleek, I will admit it. But like the Oscars obviously don't do that because it's so long. But like just start at four. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, they technically you already did, did start at four. They did this year. Yeah. Like, it's clearly not an issue. Like, just start at four, like, airing the telecast at four, and they could easily do it. Like, and it's on ABC. They could do a special Grey's Anatomy episode. I mean, it's, like, what, 27th season? Like, just do it. Or like, you just have something like, oh, my God, just think, think about if it was like, oh, you know, watch – the end of this and it leads into which again this should have been on streaming but if you had the show streaming streaming on disney plus watch the end of this to watch the first trailer uh, or the first like episode of moon Knight, but you can only watch it through the oscar stream so you have to watch the end of the oscar stream into the first episode of moon Knight. moves on with it that's a really good idea and it's yeah. like, and that's the other thing. Like, you could, or, and and she could have done it ABC. like different things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like even it's, it's ABC products, you could have had Chris Hemsworth show up to the fucking Oscars and say, "Hey, everybody, here is the Thor trailer." You know what I mean? Like, fuck. Like, you really well, have. Okay, so this was one of my biggest negatives of the entire broadcast was that it was very much we are an ABC Disney property, so. Yeah. One, they did fill a lot of the ads. Like, I, there were so many Hulu ads. Like, it was yeah. insane how many ads were Hulu, which is fine, but it was the same ones over and over and over. I saw the Kardashian one four times. Like, it was the same ad you get on Hulu, too. Yeah. And the thing is, they weren't <laughs> new. Like, I've seen the same Kardashian trailer on my phone two weeks ago. Like, 
I like I get it. The girl from Plainfield, like, yeah, I was excited, but like it's the same trailer you guys released a month ago. Like, it wasn't anything new. And two, it wasn't movies. Like, this is not the Emmys. Like, this is the yeah. Oscars. We're honoring movies. Like, sure, if it was a movie for Hulu, I would have been more excited. But the other thing was that Chris Evans package that was, like, edited in, and he said, congratulations to Troy Kotzer. Like, no, you cannot do that. Like, one, did he record a message for every single mm -hmm. possible winner? That's weird. Two, like, because what if Troy didn't win? Like, I know Troy was, like, one of the biggest, like, locks. But what, had, what happened if he didn't win? Like, would they have just not shown that? I don't know. But... They made the trailer, like, part of the broadcast, and that really rubbed me the wrong way. Like, it, like, there, it's like the thing with, um, who's from Mitchell's spoke out being, like, you can't advertise your animated feature as part of, like, the promotion while voting's going on. Um, but it's very much like this was a Disney show. Like, mm -hmm. they performed that song that wasn't nominated from a Disney movie. Like, yes, it was weird in a remix, quotation marks, but, like, very weird. But it's, like, I'm not watching this show to watch a Disney thing. Like, this is an organization. Like, it is not a corporation putting on this show. Like, don't do this. And then the other thing is, like, we were all so excited for the possibility of the Only Murderers stars hosting the show which would have been a hulu tie-in but it would have been fine because like steve martin and martin short are like comedy legends and selena gomez would have really helped with like getting a younger audience in so it would have been fine with me as long as they didn't like promote the show in the broadcast mm -hmm. like because they did give us a new trailer for that and a date which like the internet went wild because it was something new it was the only thing new we got the whole broadcast in the mm -hmm. commercials like do you know what would have happened had they just shown like a three second clip of Avatar with the date at the end? Like, yeah, yeah I know we, I know we know the date, but it's like people would have gone nuts. Like, well, we kind of knew the, the date for real. the yeah, but even yeah. so, like we know the date. The casual person might not know that exactly. date, so they might get excited about that. You know what I mean? It's just, like, and it's really weird to me because I just thought about the Knives Out two screening was the next day. They could have easily shown also, a clip. Can, can I, Is ABC like opposed to like showing award like other now? Maybe now. That's what Network. I'm saying. I'm pretty sure something came out right after Netflix did that Irishman yeah. thing that they weren't allowed to anymore or something. But it's just like I'm not but sure. Why? Please don't quote me on you're that. Spend money it's just like if, they needed to focus on movies and they focused on TV. And I'm assuming it is because the Super Bowl got all those ads. But you're telling me they couldn't have fired up a really good, like, new Doctor Strange trailer? Like, I, I've i seen the same one, like, 30 times. Like, mm -hmm. I, like, as someone who grew up with the Spider-Man Sam Raimi movies, you could have enticed me with something new. Like, you, not me, but, like, someone else. Someone else. Um, I also... Just the Oscars advertisements in general. I don't know. I started seeing a lot more the week of, and every single one was the same advertisement. This was like, we promised this is going to be the biggest opening ever. And when I was so let down that it was just them three up on stage giving like a normal monologue, I was like, okay, so like, well, okay, like so what is this? 
I was confused if they meant that or like the Beyonce the, performance. The Beyonce thing, yeah. But the thing is about the Beyonce performance, it wasn't at the Oscars and it was pre-recorded. Like, yeah. and like, it's, I wish they would make a bigger deal of the original songs being performed. And I know they had probably couldn't because one of the five was not performed. But like, you're telling me they couldn't have talked to Jamie Dornan who attended being like, do you want to do a movie month, like a movie ripoff of the two songs you sang in the last year in movies? Like, tie it into the movie? Like, I just don't understand. Like, it's f- like she was Beyonce. It's fine to like use her for like that. But also, how many people watched her perform and then turned it off because they saw Beyonce perform? Like, you have someone of that magnitude and then you, yeah, you open with that big of a banger. Like, people that wanted to they see Beyonce. They should have opened with Bruno. Like, I'll never understand mm-hmm. this. Like, yeah. yeah, they made it to where it wasn't really, like, the song everybody wanted to see performed. But, like, I saw so many people. I'm like, I have a baby. And, like, what if my kid wanted to watch that? It was on super late if you were on the East Coast. Like, do you know how many kids probably didn't watch it because they went to bed? Like, I, yeah. it's just, like, such poor planning. Like, the whole thing. And it was... Every ad was like, we're promising the biggest opening ever. And like, if whatever they meant, like, I'm assuming they meant the Beyonce thing, but even if they did just mean the like the three hosts, no, like, not the biggest opening ever. Like, do you know which one was more memorable to me? The stupid Justin Timberlake one. The also the troll song. Like, I remember that. Well, I was gonna say last year when they did Husavik and they did it in, um, like what is it, Iceland and they had like yeah. the fireworks come up and all the kids were singing and like you did like I was like that one was much well, more last than, year the opening year. was Regina King just walking mm-hmm. and I remember that more we all were yelling at Steven Soderbergh and listen he likes movies he made us a broadcast representative of that I'm kind of glad this put some respect back on my guy's name my friend calls him Soda she's like Soda's so cute Soda's such a talented filmmaker <laughs> But we put some respect back on his name. I'm fine with that. Yeah, that's a big emphasis of trying to fix the Oscars is is also the stop the criticism of the movies. Like it's, you know, it's it's really like, painful. Like it's doing the opposite of you know how like there's always reports of spikes of people watching the films after the Oscars because they're like I didn't even know about this movie. It must be good, and they watch it. They're not going to check out The Last Duel if you're like, here's a movie nobody, including the director, saw. Which, one, do you know people watch that movie and ask me why it wasn't up for any Oscars? Because it was on I've HBO. Had a few people ask like, me the same thing about The Last Duel. You're telling Duel. me people weren't on HBO seeing a movie with Matt Damon and Ben Affleck being like, eh, not going to watch it. Like, that is the, like, if that movie had been a streaming movie, it would have been the biggest movie of the year. Like, yeah. I know it couldn't be a streaming movie and I'm really sad I didn't see it in the theater, but like to make a joke like that about a movie that's not even nominated is really like hurtful. And it's Ridley Scott. He's a director that like the average person kind of knows. Like, mm-hmm. but the Power of the Dog things, there were so many jokes at the butt of Power of the Dog that I like 
it just like it almost hurt. felt choreographed to a T. Like you know what I mean? Like it was it like was in so... only one director, and then it was like let's bash the movie the entire broadcast. entire night. Yeah, and that's the thing. You're right because people do watch the Oscars, and then they're like, oh well, the Power of the Dog won Best Director. Maybe I'll give it a try. But after three hours and forty minutes of saying it's the worst movie ever made, nobody, none of the average also, people are going to go home and watch the Power of the Dog now. Fun fact about that is that Wanda Sykes is like, I've been watching it. I've tried to watch it three times, but I'm only halfway through. The broadcast was way longer than yeah. Power of the Dog. Like, way longer. Like, it's longer every than all joke the movies they made, literally every joke they made about a movie being long, I'm like, it's not as long as this broadcast. Like, no. That's, that's also my issue with all the, like, um, like, late night hosts talking about it, is it's like, they're just bashing the movie. Like nobody's gonna watch you. You, you complain that a movie's boring, and you complain that a movie's not watched by people. But you're gonna sit up here and talk about how boring it is, how long it is, how everything it is, and so people aren't gonna go watch it. Well, that and then like you have the cast on, like so. Yeah. Jimmy Kimmel bashed, bashed Power of the Dog. So now Benedict Cumberbatch is gonna come on to promote Doctor Strange. Mm -hmm. And, like, to me, personally, like, you're telling me in a year where Dune, one of the highest box office performers in the world last year, was boring? Two, yeah. you're telling me that, yes, I understand Power of the Dog is not for everyone, but, like, if you're saying this is inaccessible and it stars a Marvel actor, what are you going to do about a movie that is smaller and does not star these really famous, well-known people? Like... Mm -hmm. I just, it's not only insulting to this movie in particular, but it's insulting to anything like smaller with or like slower or anything that is more subtle or anything that has like no stars. Like what, what are you saying about those movies? Like, I just, I just don't understand it because it's, I love that movie, but also just like you were hired to host this show honoring these movies. So don't dishonor them. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just really infuriating. And the other thing about Mr. Jimmy Kimmel, Mr. James, is how many times did this stupid guy host the Oscars? Yeah. Did yeah. he host yeah. twice in a row? Like, mm -hmm. shut up. You got your check and now you hosts. can just... Like, I don't understand. Like, get on your jet ski and get out of here. I just... <laughs> I can't with him. Any of the James, really. And now the Trevor. I just... I like Trevor, too. It made me sad. I really like Trevor, and I was like, I... Damn it, Trevor. I understand what he said is not yeah. bad, but it's just, like, one... The people that are going to be like, this is correct, are not ever going to watch the movies. And two, they're like, I don't eat vegetables. And three, like, <laughs> they're not going to understand that that is what he's saying. Like, they're not going to understand it's a positive thing that he's saying. Like, I just, I'm so angry about it still. All right, whose turn is it to to name something to fix the Oscars? I think it's yours. I, I did this with the two oh, yeah. Kenzie? Oh, so what do I want to say next? So I think, well, one, I think we all are in agreement that they need to show every category on air. Mm -hmm. Every single one. Um, so I guess I, okay, I'm going to make everyone mad. 
I think skip a host. I think we have proven that you cannot have a host. I don't think they draw in anything to the audience. Like it would have if they had gotten good ones, but we all know they are not booking their hosts now. They waited way too long to book a host. And that's how we got three random hosts. Like whether or not you think they did a good job, they were very random. I don't know who it was appealing to. I like, I don't know who they were trying to get. Whereas if they had gotten the host they wanted, like we would kind of all see where they were trying to go. I think they need to focus on presenters being good presenters. Like, not only like reunions a bit as presenters, but like just presenters that appeal to people, but presenters that also have like chemistry. Like every single time they've had um, Kristen Wiig present, she's always been paired with someone that she is known to work with or be friends with. And it's always really great. And I just think like if they focused on that and did it ahead of time, they could get so many great presenters and focus on people that understand what they're presenting and are going to do more than just read a cue card. And I think they, if you get enough presenters and good presenters, you can create a flow to the show. And I don't even mind if they do the presenters presenting a presenter. Like I don't care as long as it flows and it's good. I just, we waste so much time on monologues that are one, not honoring the movies and two have nothing to do with the movies. Like, you can easily tell that, like, Jimmy Kimmel, every time he hosted, did not watch the movies he's talking about. Like, it's fine to make jokes at the expense of the movie as long as, like, you watch the movie. Like, the other thing about the Wanda Sykes joke about not finishing Power of the Dog is Jane Campion looked so pleased that her movie was being mentioned when they showed her. Like, she had the biggest smile and they cut away from her. I know she was probably a little, like, what are you doing? Like, it's just... It's insulting, and there's a way to, like, make jokes at movies, but still uplift them. Or, like, if you really watch them, like, you could have made a joke about, like, like who is Bronco? Like, you know, like, there just weren't any jokes that were, like, flowing. But I think as long as they flow and you have presenters that make sense and are not, like, here's the 23rd anniversary of something, it... I'm saying that because 23rd, like, why 23rd? Like, why 28th? Like, wait two years to 30. I don't understand. But I just think there's a way to, like, not have a host because it takes up so much of the time. And we're seeing them be, like, you know they're in, right away. They're going to be, like, three hours, 40 minutes, and those eight categories were out. We don't need to show them. Like, we need to cut more. Mm-hmm. And I personally think the way to cut time is to cut – a host and as long as there's some flow which you would achieve with like one great programming like knowing what you're gonna do and how the awards are gonna flow and who's presenting them but also like we're gonna do this presentation then we're gonna do this performance then knowing when those are coming up and when they're appropriate like I don't think a montage is appropriate when there's like five awards left it feels very like come on, like, let's get through it. But if you pace them appropriately and you just have really good presenters, I don't think a host is necessary because we had that one year where there were no hosts. And I think it was Steve Martin, no, that came out at the beginning. I think so, yeah. yeah. And he just, like, made some jokes and then presented. And I'm like, that is fine. Regina King doing a big walk and then, like, making some jokes and then presenting an award, like, that is some good flow. Like, just do that. Like, 
hosts take up way too much time. The awards are themselves are more important than monologues that nobody cares about. That's my next suggestion. Going, going back on that, going to the jokes. If it was a roast session, it would have been funny, but I hated the joke about don't look up. Like say what you want about Adam McKay, say what you, what you, you want about the movie, whatever. But it's like, he's there trying to celebrate something he created and you're just going to harp on him and be like, oh, yeah, do you remember when your film got bad reviews? It's like... And it's like reviews are not what the Oscars are about. Like when people yeah. were like, this has the lowest Rotten Tomatoes score of any Best Picture nominee. I'm like, okay, but like it's also nominated in editing, which I don't agree with. But like that editor is getting nominated for an achievement in his work. Like, like... I, it's just really like mean spirited. Like, like, do you think anyone would have gone up to Glenn Close and been like, "Hey, do you remember when your movie got like a fifteen on Rotten Tomatoes?" Like, no. It's like it's that same thing again that we were kind of talking about with Vanessa Hudgens of like people that are celebrities kind of get like a pass, and then people that are like not well known to like I think Adam McKay is like kind of well known to the general public, but not like in a sense like Glenn Close or like if Leonardo DiCaprio was there, would they have said that? Mm. Like that's mm. the thing that bothers me is like they would just make another they, they just make another joke about how he doesn't, you know, he wasn't even there and they made that joke. Like they make it every like, year. Every year. It was only funny when Tina Fey and Amy Poehler did it. It was only funny when they did it. And it was at the Golden Globes that they made a really great joke about at the Oscars, I will say. But I, yeah, like I, I think Don't Look Up is one of the worst movies I've ever seen. But like, I. You didn't been, like, watch, you didn't watch The Bubble yet. Um, oh, God. Yet. Yeah. We won't be talking <laughs> about that at Oscar Central. That is no. not Oscar Central material. That's a bad um, word here. I've tried but 30 I times just... and I still am only 40 minutes in. <laughs> <laughs> it's so bad. It's so That's bad. It's so good. But I just I... think like I, I I dislike that movie, but that joke also really bothered me. Like you're just roasting movies and the people that made them. And the camera was on him. And I was like, this mm -hmm. is really, really mean. Like, how are you supposed to react? Like I, I I don't like it, and I don't think if Leonardo DiCaprio or Jennifer Lawrence were there, they would have made that joke. And it's even weirder, because it was Amy Schumer that said it. And she's, like, besties with Jennifer mm -hmm. Lawrence, which makes me wonder, what does Jennifer Lawrence think about it? <laughs> the movie, not the joke. The movie. Jacob. Um, I, I'm going to piggyback something, which is my biggest thing, off what Kenzie said, and just really bring a better flow to the show. Um, the reunions, that, that was the one I was looking at. The reunions were so choppy. You're going to have, have the 28th reunion, whatever. Like if you're going to do it, do it, but you're going to do it for best actor and not best original screenplay. The only okay. Oscar that Pulp Fiction won. <laughs> it's well, like, that, or like do best picture. Like I love well, I how say, they did best Godfather picture. Do best picture. Also, can I ask about something with the Godfather? Yeah. Outside of why was P Diddy Puff Daddy, Sean Combs, the presenter of this? Robert De Niro's in part two. He. Yeah is not in the movie they are honoring or like the anniversary of second mm -hmm. they showed clips of part two and part three 
It is the 50th anniversary of the first one. It is not the 50th anniversary of part two or part three. Like, what are you doing? And then yeah. you have Al Pacino and Bob De Niro come out and they don't speak. We know Al Pacino had his headphones. Like, I just, I, I don't understand. That was a weird, really, it was not only like disrespect. Like I tweeted weeks ago. I was like, I'm going to ball my eyes out when they do that. I was so confused by the music choice clearly there was some sort of strike with the editors because it was not edited very nicely and it was just weird it was weird it made it was really disrespectful i was really excited and it was like a stump speech and then bad clips like i don't i don't know um with that uh so okay so another thing i did like was during the in memoriam when they had like bill murray come up on stage and like give like a speech about ivan reitman and more people like that to keep a better flow how much better would it have been to end with sean connery have every living james bond on stage to talk about him to talk about bond now you're celebrating bond and the 60th or uh sean connery and the 60th anniversary and then go right into um, the song that's nominated for the for an Oscar. Okay, so like that, but also like, why did they not do the song after the tribute? I yeah. Also, no, okay, no can we? Did anybody watch the show? Because they were like, Tony Hawk is going to be there. Like, no, all of us were like, why? on earth is tony hawk at the oscars like it made no sense it was so weird but you have judy dench i'm sorry dame judy dench you have javier bardem you have rami malik all in the audience and you don't have them introduce the bond tribute yeah. like and that's just who was there like who knows who you could have gotten had you been like we're gonna do this Please come present. Christoph Waltz is not doing anything right now. He could have except working with Woody Allen, right? He's not doing anything. <laughs> <laughs> He's not crazy. doing anything. Like, of like, right and now. especially since this was the final bond of Daniel Craig's, like hurrah, and like, you should invite him. Like he I mean, should have been know. there. We don't know that they didn't invite well, him, but I well, just yeah. assume they didn't invite him because. Like, yeah, but it's and you really weird. have like the double segue there, especially with ABC. Like, you have so many different things that you, I don't know, I'm just annoyed. I'm annoyed because, like, I really like Bond, big fan of Bond. Like, it's it's like a good thing, you know what I mean? So, it's like, I don't know, it's it's really just pissy. Well, so I will say that package of clips was edited the best, it was just really strangely presented. And then I also just feel like they really missed not having it flow into the song. Like that was like, I don't know if that was like some sort of decision, but it was very weird to have, especially because Rami Malek introduced her. So I'm like, why didn't you just have him up there with this? It's, I, it's just weird. That was, that was my issue is like, you're going from like, you're going from James Bond to the Godfather back to James Bond to Pulp Fiction, to We Don't Talk About... Like, it just... And, it okay, the so other thing choppy. with the Pulp Fiction was I mi kind of missed that they were doing the dance until it was over 
because they kind of did like the clip and then they show John Travolta and then they pan to Uma Thurman really fast. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize they were both doing it. Like, it, I don't need to see them individually doing it. Like, it's not a movie that they're like, this is them doing in real time. It would have been cool to see them like sharing the stage and oh. showing them both. Like they they panned over one and then one and it was so fast that it was like, oh, they did the dance. Like it just, it felt really random. And I also feel like, why not wait two years and just have them all come back? Like Quentin, like, it, and then just, I don't know. It was Speaking. weird to show like a clip of it for 28. And then they introduced, like you're saying, not the category that Pulp Fiction won. Speaking of, you've got, oh, speaking of, did, did anyone know that um, Samuel L. Jackson is an Oscar winner? Did any regular person um, know that Samuel L. Jackson Can we an talk Oscar about winner? they only named on the broadcast two of the honorees that got, like, honorary Oscars? They didn't name the full class of the honoree winners? Like, that is so disrespectful. And... Don't they normally be like, oh, last week we did a, we honored separately. Yeah, they show like little clips of it. Like they, they edit do the, that. Yeah, like, they like normally edit the speeches. And they normally edit those speeches now. Yeah. But like, so I don't want to get into like what happened, but like, it's just there. this week there's been so much negativity about what happened between two actors. And I feel like, we had such a positive, amazing thing with Denzel. Like I watched really bad, like hand iPhone recorded videos of his introduction Mm -hmm. to presenting Samuel L. Jackson, his honorary Oscar. And like, that's a moment I wish I saw. I hope they release it like in HD. Like it is so heartwarming and it just makes you feel really good about the industry at a time where like now we're all like, this makes me uncomfortable and it was just like nice to see like someone like Denzel present someone like Samuel Jackson to like icons of cinema and then on top of it Samuel Jackson is like the highest box office actor of all time he is yeah he is and you didn't show that on tv like it's fine and everybody knows Samuel Jackson that's like the thing is like not only does everybody know him but he is one of those people you're like, oh, he doesn't have an Oscar. And people that are outside of the Oscar universe are like, what? Like Samuel mm-hmm. Jackson doesn't have one. And it's just like, and he was recognized for like, not only like his contributions in film, but all of the charity work he does. And that would have been a great way to highlight, like donate to these causes. And it just felt really like horrible. And then especially like Bill Murray went to the Oscars and he presented at the honorary Oscars. They could have easily had everyone who presented at the honorary Oscars come up on stage and be like, this is what we presented honorary Oscars earlier this week. Here's a clip package of it. Like mm-hmm. especially Bill Murray wore the same hat. He wore the same full outfit. You could have fooled us, made us think it happened today. Like it's just like, and Samuel L. Jackson looked so happy when they showed him. And I'm like, this is like such a dig to not show someone that's such an icon of cinema and pop culture and so well known receiving an Oscar for his lifetime of work. And you're just like, that guy has an Oscar. And they kind of like made fun of him. And I know eventually he like started laughing, but she was like, I don't think he deserved it. I'm like, this is not funny. Like, I know she was saying like a joke, he should be in a rom-com, but like 
don't dig someone who like doesn't have a like a voted on Oscar and has an honorary Oscar. It's just like icky. I didn't like it. I don't know. Yeah, it's definitely weird. Um, for I really they need to get. I, I like the idea of getting social media involved. I do think it was funny. Like we talked about it the day of we had kind of insinuated about how like it was like, oh, hey, they're going to have TikTok involved. And then it was like, no, we're going to have Meta and Facebook or Meta and Instagram, whatever the, the whatever it's called, involved. And it was so weird. But I really feel like you could bring such a different audience to these people because if you have Vanessa Hudgens, who really, like you said, really highlighted the red carpet, you could have had those clips uploaded on TikTok in like a matter of moments. That's just how we know how that works. And it gets the visualization of the Oscars and the Academy Awards. Like people, that's what people do. I find myself doing it way too much myself as well through TikTok. Yeah. But if you're providing like real unique, different content to some of these things, to some of these social media, even TikTok, TikTok's got, TikTok's got TikTok live. You can be live on TikTok. You can have all these different things to attract the people to watch the Oscars or even watch clips of the Oscars because it's not always going to be – not everybody's just going to want to watch. Like it's the – what clips are they watching after the Oscars are over as well? You know, the red carpet aspect. But like what acceptance speeches and stuff like that, like entice the people to watch the stuff outside of social media. Make a – leading up to the event, have a, a – what you have past winners, what did your Oscar win mean to you? And have them do like a 60 second video of what the, what them winning the Oscar meant to them, post it to TikTok. You know what I mean? Like there's so many different ways you can utilize social media and track a younger audience because it was like, I agree with you. I thought about it. I was like, they were trying to attack, attract a different audience, especially younger generation as well. And then it was like, you have Amy Schumer, Regina, uh, Regina Hall and, and uh, Wanda Sykes in this is like, who did, you're right. Who did that bring to the table? It's, it's like bringing the young like, audience in. I do feel like Wanda Sykes brought in an audience. And I just, Regina Hall, I was excited about. Like, I yeah. grew up watching Scary Movie. Like, I, she means a lot to me. Support the girls. Like, love her. But mm -hmm. I don't think she, like, had an audience she brought in. Right. And then, especially because her show just ended. So I just, I I don't know how, like, what audience she brought For in. Sure. Yeah. And then Amy Schumer, I, it's funny because a lot of my friends told me they're watching her Hulu show. But, like, I was like, did that get you to watch the Oscars? And they were like, no. Because, like, I realized it after. I didn't realize it when it was, like, she was hosting or when they were promoting it. Yeah. And then... I just, the thing is, it's like, I thought they were using TikTok or when they announced influencers were going to be backstage because I was like, TikTok is what more young people use. And then I realized it was Instagram and I was like, what? Like, I don't, what are you doing? Like, who is that attracting? And then they were like partnering with Facebook. Like, the, those like that crowd is either watching or not watching they're not gonna watch because you have influencers like i don't understand that but tiktok like they're going to can film festival like they're clearly ahead minus the netflix thing but it's just very bizarre to focus on like a social media that isn't being used by young people 
in the same way that like TikTok is. And I'm sure at least they didn't do Snapchat. At least they weren't like TikTok just won a Grammy. Yeah, literally. So it's just it's weird. But I do think I just want to say, like, I don't think they should incorporate this into the show. I just thought like TikTok backstage or on the yeah, red carpet wouldn't be a I mean. bad thing. Yeah. Like I, I know people were angry about it. I would have been angry if it was, like, in the broadcast. But it being backstage, like, we don't even know that's going on when we're watching. Like, who cares? Like, But, like, how cool would it be for them to, like, interview, like, just have the interview ready of, like, somebody as soon as they get off the stage right after yeah. they win the Oscar and have, like, a 60-second clip of them just talking about just winning. Like, one of my favorite upload. photos of all time is Emma Stone and Brie Larson hugging after a win. And I'm, like you could have captured like a clip of that and with their permission, like it would have been really cool to see yeah. clips like that. I mean, obviously mm -hmm. one of the wins, I wouldn't want to see what's happening backstage, but like majority of them, like I want to see who embraced Troy after he won. I want to see yeah. like, did Kenneth jump in someone's arms? Like yeah, exactly. I want to yeah. see this kind of stuff. And it would have been yeah. cool if someone like, if you have someone that's designated, like it could be the Academy's TikTok. And For it sure. could be Cinema Joe, um, just like capture it formatted for TikTok. Like, I just think they they missed the boat. And especially because there are people like me that use TikTok for like house cleaning stuff. But I started track looking at Oscar stuff because I thought they were using TikTok. <laughs> but like, I just scroll in bed after like watching like yeah. a million TikToks and like, People would stop if they saw a celebrity. Like, people stop. As long as it's not an ad, they're going to stop. And it's like, they missed the boat. No one's doing Jessica that. Jessica Chastain hey. loves TikTok. Yeah, she loves TikTok. She, yeah, would have had her, she would have had her assistant being like, this is how you do it. Like, like her game. Yeah, you really have a video of like walking off the stage and just having, just saying a few words. Hey, how do you feel right now? Like, or that's the thing. Me out, they could have had someone stationed at the engraving station. Yeah, or that. Yeah, and as they're getting it engraved, they say something about it. You, you have so many different options there to incorporate. Because the thing about it is, it's, it's not always, especially if you watch network television, which I don't because I don't have cable, but like it's not always about that first view, right? You know what I mean? It's about traction on social media. It's about the views after the fact, too. What kind of views, like the video that 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 got made with Variety and Troy, like it's a brilliant video. Like it's a, it's been shared like a trillion times. It's a fantastic but video. See, the like, thing is, they could have done something like that, formatted for TikTok. Mm -hmm. Like right. it's like wild. They couldn't do that kind of stuff. They could have like, done something like that and formatted it for the Oscar show. Literally, literally. But yeah. All right. Uh, who has something left to say? Um, I think one thing I really want to bring back up again is that showing like, so they're focused on getting people who don't know about most of the awards. Like they only care about the above the line awards. I think because they show clips for the performances again. Yay. I think that they should show like packages kind of for all the below the line nominations. So like one year they showed like a clip, with like a script below it for screen the screenplay mm -hmm. categories. And I think like doing something like that, or like I brought up earlier, the sound editing and sound mixing, pour one out, they're one category, but showing clips that like highlight the tech categories would be yeah. really cool. And I think like in the same sense, they do a bake off for visual effects and makeup. 
I think they could do something like that, but shorter clearly for the broadcast to just show like the kind of work that's being performed. And it helps people become more invested. And like, we're all invested because we have an understanding of like, not only the work that goes into it, but what the categories are specifically honoring. Like we spend so much time debating it ahead of nominations, ahead of the awards themselves between the nominees we get, like, if they put together a package of like, this is what went into the editing of this film, I feel like people would care a little bit more, like the general audience would, and they'd be a little more invested into what's winning. Same thing with like, we get a performance of every song, and that is why so many people are irritated at Sam Smith's win over Lady Gaga's, because that performance was so powerful. And I feel like that would slightly help in the other categories where like, we were all like on the edge of our seats for cinematography and poor Woody Harrelson was so funny, but he, I wanted to strangle him. I was like, just spit out who wants cinematography, man. But like, I feel like if they put together little clip packages of like what highlighting these specific nominations, people would be a little more invested like that. Like other people were like, this guy is so funny. But all of us who were like, is it Dune or is it Power of the Dog? We're like, just yeah. tell me the answer. But nobody else had that feeling if they weren't invested in the, like what was going on. And it's like, I just feel like they don't do a good job at like, like they want to cater the show to the general audience by caving to what they think the general audience wants. But I think they could tweak the show to be like what us, the film kind of audience cares about but offer it in a way that works for the general audience. And I think a large part of that would be having someone behind the scenes that really cares about movies and the award show itself. Like caring about movies the way Steven Soderbergh does is kind of what gave us the broadcast last year. But like if you had someone who cared about award shows and cared about movies, which I think are two separate things, yeah. you would really like get the best of it because it needs to be someone who's done it before. Like I'm not sure if Steven Soderbergh ever did an award show, but like it had no like flow. It was like each section was kind of like its own entity. And I feel like what gets lost and gets general audiences not tuning in is they're like, this is a three hour show and it's going to feel like it. Whereas like if you have someone who creates flow, who has a great structure to the show you could really like get people to stay tuned and be interested in it. And I think like, that's the thing is you've got to create interest. And if you're not focusing on that and you're focusing on like, is this guy here? Is this person here? Are we doing, are we showing the flash? Like, it's like, it kind of like loses what the show's about. And I think people like the general audience, I mean, can sense when something's phony and like not real. And like, I feel like the packaging, the way they did fan favorite and cheer moment, like felt really like we're trying really hard to get you guys to care about this versus like, let's have an award that highlights these movies versus because their idea for popular Oscar is clearly not coming back, I assume. But it's just like that felt very forced. Like this is the least we can do. It's like yeah, it was a pass down. They could like if you think about it, like visual effects. When was it introduced? I, I don't remember. But it was like when these movies started becoming more and more yeah, apparent. Video, yeah, and like it was kind of their way of getting like 
the big action, the big James Cameron movies, like honored. And it's like, we could easily do that with stunts. And I just think that is the easiest way where it's not like a fake, like honorary thing. Like a lot of people would have been like, you only put Spider-Man in best picture because you kind of like succumb to what the general public wanted versus like it, it like earned that honor. But like stunts, nobody would be arguing. Like nobody would be like, why is this in stunts? Like nobody would be doing that. It would feel really mm -hmm. true to form and honoring the movie and the best place for it. Well, just... again, it's like you said with the Spider-Man clip, you lengthen that out just a little bit and you show like the first half of he's doing the stunt and then you put it in the VFX. Yeah. Like, oh, this is how they, you know, kind of built this. And I just think stuff like that would be actually just really cool to just show it would be cool to show like as people that care about it but it'd also be like the average person at home would be like that's how they did that like mm -hmm. so it's like out of tune with like how this works but they could do it for so many things and like the way they did score i think it was 2020 the broadcast yeah because it was yeah, the joker one yeah they, they played the scores, the orchestra. Not only was that a great way to be like, we have a live orchestra doing this show, but it was also a great way to be like, here are clips of these scores we're honoring. And I feel like they know to do stuff like that. And they have to know we all thought it was so cool. Like, I literally watched a mirrored video of it because they edited it out of the clip. But it's so cool. I just feel like if they really made the show more so about showcasing the nominees it would be better for the broadcast itself and it would help with the audience like i think if they just understood it's fine if it's three hours 15 minutes three hours 20 minutes it's fine but as long as it's like about the show like if it's three hours 40 minutes and you're doing a song that's not nominated and you are showing like all these like reunions that make no sense that aren't even good like of course it added up. And how many times were there like 10 minute monologues? Cause they had three hosts. Like don't, they don't need a 10 minute bit every time we see them. Like just huge problem. No host, no host, no host. Yeah. That's my. <laughs> <laughs> no host, no host, no host, no host. Yeah, I agree. All right. Uh, is that, is everybody good? Everybody have their thoughts out about the Oscar. I, I really feel like it's, it's, it's something that it's not that hard, right? You know what I mean? And I think you pointed out perfectly of, of having somebody that loves the loves the Academy Awards, knows how to create an award show, but also loves film. You know what I mean? Like it's it's I mean, if you think about the people that were nominated, like you said, you have Benedict Cumberbatch, who's who's part of a massive film that's coming on, a massive universe coming up. Like you couldn't get him more enticed to, you know, people know who he is, you know, what I mean? whether he's a part of Power of the Dog or or not, you know, he's he's a big name there. So but yeah, I'm excited um, about next year. We'll probably have the same exact podcast the week after. Like, how can we fix the next year's awards? Because as long as care. I'm really sorry, just like poor. Like, I don't feel bad for Will Packer anymore. Like, I, I'm sorry. Worst broadcast I've ever watched. Like, it was the worst show. And yeah. I just want. Could you imagine if we weren't watching that together? I don't know how I would have kept watching. Like, I it was it was rough. But I really want to clarify. I do not mean because of the incident that happened that it was. I tried my best not to bring it up. Like I, it, I just it was 
about the disrespect to the categories, not presenting them, the way they edited their speeches on air, that it was not presented in full and like the transcript will not be full either. And just the way it was not about the awards, like it was not about the recognition of these films that were nominated and it has nothing to do with the winners. It has nothing to do with this incident. Like it was just a bad telecast. Like everything about it was bad. And they disrespected not only the nominees and winners, but they severely disrespected the people like us that watch this as a sport. Like it wasn't fun. It made me really doubt my love for the Oscars. That's why we're doing this, honestly. I want to feel good about them. <laughs> Yeah, you're right. I want, I want to love the Oscars again. And it's like, yeah. I'm going to work on it. It sounds so dumb, but like they're my thing. And I'm going to put a lot of energy into liking them again. And hopefully they read Ricky's article at OscarCentral.com and fix their broadcast for next year. They can hire me. Like they can hire me to produce something like I can yeah, because be. the thing about it is, it's like I'm okay walking away with the Oscars being heartbroken over somebody losing because 98% of the time, it's going to happen, right? You know what I mean? The Not only I that, but sometimes I remember the losers more than the winners. And it's yes. like, that's fine. Give us a good broadcast where I'm getting mad about it. You know what I mean? If the only thing we're talking about the week later is about how upset we are about. X, Y, and Z losing their, you know, Bradley Cooper losing again. <laughs> we, <laughs> I tweeted something out and Kenzie didn't see it. And that made me feel really good about myself because I think she would not show up on the show. So now she's going to go find it and block me on Twitter. But yeah, so yeah, um, this is first off an exciting first step. I'm very excited. I'm very excited to bring more. And I really didn't get into it big time because everybody knows I'm a betting head. I love to bet. I do sports bet. And I really got heavy into the into the betting odds. And we really didn't talk about how terrible, boring the predicting of the Oscars were this year. It was just so cut and paste, you know, copy and paste for a lot of that. But, yeah, so with that being said, OscarCentral.com. Make sure to check it out. Um, Kenzie, what is the Twitter? It's Oscars underscore Central. Central. Okay, that's what I thought. I wanted to make sure. I didn't same, thing with, same thing with the Instagram. They're all... Instagram. Oscars underscore central because someone, someone out there has it without the underscore. If you yeah. are that person, please give it up. You have zero followers and zero tweets. <laughs> we will give speaking, you speaking one thing, dollar. Speaking of another thing, Twitter needs expiration dates for people who don't who use their active. Twitters. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yes, because I want to get rid of the underscore and Valero. So uh, Ricky Valero underscore. You know, I I want to get rid of it. But that's beside the point. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. We love you guys. Make sure to check out the new website um, and check out all the cool stuff that we're coming ahead with. And I'm very excited for this award season.